We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. This is Mavs Group Therapy coming to you about a half hour after the Mavericks defeated the Golden State Warriors, 133 to 103. If you are listening on the Mavs Moneyball podcast feed, I appreciate you. Uh, if you haven't checked out Josh Bow and I's postgame show, please check the feed and select and download that. Uh, for those of you who are here live, we already know the drill. The Mavs beat the crap out of the Warriors, holding them scoreless for, I want to say, like 10 minutes. 10 actual NBA minutes where they went on a 28-0 run, blew the doors off the Warriors, and in shocking fashion, probably the the thing that surprised me almost as much as the 28-0 run, the Warriors never were able to really make much of a run themselves. The the Mavericks always answered in one fashion or another, which was uh, pretty fantastic. And as I tweeted out uh, early in the game, who the hell are these Mavs and can we please get them to stay? Because there's a lot of uh, uh, energy, as as Christian likes to say, um, though really the, the fact that Trey Burke managed to, to lock down uh, St- Steph Curry in a box and one is just one of the more wild things I think I've seen this season. Um, okay, so we're going to start bringing on people. We're going to make this relatively short if you guys don't mind um i am operating on a super sleep deficit but i still wanted to come hang out because this is fun uh so let's bring you up let's either you know make uh make your comment and your question we'll talk and then we'll move on to as many people as possible so coming up first is jack herman jack how you doing good man how about you i'm feeling nice it's like if i'm gonna be up late i might as well right yeah i feel you um, I'd have two really quick things. Uh, first, Trey Burke was super polarizing, but I really thought that even though he was missing layups, his energy that he brought against guarding um, Steph really permeated throughout the squad and was definitely a reason why I think we ended up getting such a big lead. 
um, because of it was his energy. And then second, I just think that this is something worth mentioning. I think the way that Dorian is shooting right now, um, it's going to open up a lot of doors. And let's hope he keeps shooting like this into the playoffs because if it carries into the playoffs, teams are actually going to have to guard him. Um, and that's going to open up a lot of driving lanes for Dorian for potential kickouts. Because I remember he was in the corner, um, and I think it was like Mulder who closed out on the shot, and he drove right by him and found Maxi in the corner for a wide-open look on the opposite corner. I don't, I don't remember if he hit the shot, but, but that's just something that we weren't really getting earlier in the season because people were leaving Finney wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, his, shot, his shot looks so much better. There, there's more arc on it. I think he's jumping a little bit more. Um, he just looks really confident. Uh, I think he might have. He was his shots was is, has always been really hitchy, but I think just the arc is the most important part uh, for Finney. I feel like because he has well, but, a good form. I just think it's the arc. Well, they've worked with that a ton with him over the years, and it's. He actually was was the precipitating factor in blowing and, and really starting to blow the doors off the Warriors in that he um, got a rebound, dribbled the length of the floor, and you know hit a a wing three off the dribble, and then they're kind of off to the races. It's pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, the the Burke thing was is is going to be one of those box scores that won't make sense in a week and in a month and in a year it's going to be totally insane he had twice as many steals as he did made field goals um he was 0 for 10 at one point and yet his impact was so important um I, it, it's just amazing to, to watch what he was able to do and you know, we'll probably never see that kind of defense from him again. I mean, as as I was kind of talking about with Josh Bow in our podcast, it helps that the rest of the Warriors were just unbelievably bad. But the the Mavericks in the box and one, where well, we've had a real problem watching them all season, is there's just no rotations, there's no movement. And watching how many of these guys um, were able, were moving off ball, or and, and you know, kind of helping and recovering and flashing and being all over the place, it's just it was great to watch. Yeah, I mean, it was great to watch. And I think that Josh, um, I've read his timeline for a while now, and I think he, earlier in the season, was also mentioning the same thing about Finney and how reliant we are, um, especially once he starts hitting, because teams are actually going to have to to come out. So I want to credit Josh there. And uh, he, I know you can't probably attend right now, but um, I just wanted to shout him out for that. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for coming up. You got anything else? Nope. It was a good win. Um Let's hope we play with the same energy against the Pistons because we need every win. Oh gosh, yes, gosh, yes. They, they, the Pistons are feisty. They beat the Hawks the other night. So, so it's there's no there's no light. You know, maybe the Cavs. I don't know. There's not really as much Cavs as light as the schedule. Cav- Cavs okay. are good. Co- Colin Sexton play. is an angry man. I don't look forward to playing him in back to back back to back games. But yeah, just, thanks, Jack. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, we got friend Sam. What's happening, my guy? What's up, Kirk? I'm tired, buddy, but I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired too, man. I I, I was gonna join the podcast yesterday, but then I was just I, I just want to go to sleep. Oh, these late games are not it, man. It's the last one. We got no more unless they play in some late playoff series. So so we're we're yeah, we got this. All right, but so I wanted to talk about um, Porzingis because 
I do, do you think his injury is pretty concerning? Because usually when it comes to these injuries with Porzingis, Rick, Rick doesn't really talk about it. I don't, I don't know because in the past, I remember with this torn meniscus, they they just do you, do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you're here. Oh, all right. But with this torn meniscus, like they kind of shoved it off and says, "Oh, he, he would be fine. He'd come back." Like they didn't really like find out it was a torn meniscus until like a couple of and like a week later. So sure. I mean, what I'm scared of is that maybe this injury is more severe than people actually think. It yeah, is. I'm really not worried. And and but what I will say, as a person who has had numerous lower body injuries, what they are probably concerned about is how the ankle affects his other mechanics. People pointed out to me repeatedly, despite my criticism of him, and, the, and people are correct about this, I just like to complain, that the Mavericks have probably done tons of behind-the-scenes work with how KP, you know, a lot of his, how he moves, how he runs. And if he's laboring at all, that can be a little bit dangerous. And frankly, the Warriors and the Kings were two games that are probably worth sitting against. I w- the, the first Warriors game, they really shut him down. The second game was much better. Um, if I'm remembering correctly. So it's like the, if, if there's games to, to have him sit, it's games where they don't necessarily, where his, his, his length or his offensive stuff isn't it's not game breaking. Especially yeah. against the Warriors. So I'm not worried. I'm not worried. He, him, him getting his body right and getting his, cause he's just had, I mean, he's had so many lower body injuries. So, so yeah, I, I, I but I understand where you're coming from. If it was a time to get injured, this would be the perfect time for him to get injured. That's right. What about anything else related to this game? You got anything? Oh, oh yeah, I got some with, you know, with, <laughs> with Trey Burke, yeah. So, I think Trey Burke, I mean, I think we should give him a shot and come return back to, like, the, the lineup and the rotation because uh, he, he, his effort, I noticed yesterday, people didn't, I, I don't know if y'all talked about it yesterday, but his effort on, in, in these back-to-back nights were kind of are a big reason why the Mavs are won both of these games. Sure. I mean, I, I made the joke that he used all his makes last night. Um, he was, I think he was like 10 of 14 or yeah, 8 I of 14. He, he would get burned after one night and then he was done. Right. I was like, okay, maybe he gets a, he, he should get a shot back in the lineup. He, he probably goes back to the phantom zone because, you know, Josh Richardson, as much as we don't like him, is taller. Um, but it, it's, it's, yeah. So, but, I, you know, it's nice to have the guy. It's nice to to have a little bit of depth to, to be able to say, okay, maybe they can try him to see what happens in a two or three minute stretch. But that's, you know, I'm glad he got his shine. I mean, the Mavericks gave him, you know, he, he's going to be a Maverick for the next two years. So I don't know why, why the hell they would sign. I would sign to a one year deal easily. I don't know why that, that just oh, well. makes no sense. Well, honestly, probably because a 15% trade kicker, like a four, like a three and a half million dollar salary ends up being like valuable if they need to make trade moves. That's probably part of it. But uh, yeah, Nick or Sam, thanks for hanging out. You got anything else? Yeah. And then I'm just, these commentators are getting on my nerve. I saw you tweet about it <laughs> earlier. Every time Luca got barely hit. Oh, the, this and this. Oh yeah. How's his uh, elbow? I'm like, well, just let him play. He's playing fine. He dropped 39 in 28 minutes. I'm yeah. pretty, and then I'm glad. I, I think we should rest him against the Pistons, but I, I don't know now. I was thinking that at the beginning of the game, but after like the the third quarter, I'm like, yeah, we're blowing them out. He, he if we can rest him like most of the fourth quarter, I don't think we should rest him against yep. the Pistons because especially because the Pistons also beat the Hawks. He wants to play. If he's healthy and wants to play, he'll play. It's a he. He's good at kind. Of, I mean, I think he is getting nickel and dimed hurt, but he also just kind of shows it on his face. 
and they can't help but zoom in on it. It's it's very it's very something. But and it's, why, it's a good. Oh, sorry. I'm, no I'm good. Bad. No, I'm like I'm kind of frustrated how Reddick isn't getting minutes with Luca again. Like well, the old game. I saw when we played the Lakers back to back times, he actually got big minutes. And now I don't know why he's not getting big minutes. It's here's why they didn't need him tonight, and his heel has been bothering him. So he played seven. He played seven minutes, but uh, most of those minutes he was were without Luca, and he ran around and didn't see the ball because Jalen Brunson is uh, Mr. Tunnel Vision. So you know, it's if if you can get that guy rest and and you don't have to put wear and tear on him, I think it matters. I I have a you know, conspiracy theory that they're harboring him for the playoffs, and then he's going to start a game <laughs> and just like throw off randomly. Yeah, that that would be yeah. really interesting. But also, I, I didn't expect Trey Burke starting. Like for example, I didn't expect them starting at all. I thought sure. even though Tim Hardaway has been playing garbage past couple of games when he was starting, but sorry to say that. But Trey Burke, I I was kind of surprised how he was starting, but it gave the Mavs the right edge to win the game. So yep. Well, thanks for hanging out, man. I'm going to bring on some more folks. All right. All right. See you, man. All right. All right. Coming up next, Christian. What's happening, my guy? They played with energy tonight. Are you happy about that? Uh, you already know that's going to be my first statement. I do, I do. <laughs> yeah, you have I mean, a you have a bit, and I appreciate your commitment to it. Yeah, I, I mean, because I I just think it's true when you really look at uh, tonight versus last night. I mean, it, it's the same thing every time, and I think this Pistons game is kind of going to say a lot about uh, who this team can be down the stretch um, if they can actually get up for it, blow them out early like we were able to do to the Warriors. And obviously the Pistons don't have anyone near uh, Steph's caliber. Um, like I, I, I want to b- hopefully uh, blow them out early, give some run again to some of the young guys. Maybe another Josh Green three will be nice. Boost that percentage up a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I think, the funny thing about Trey Burke's game, the the defense that he played tonight, that's what I thought we were getting in uh, Josh Richardson. You know, I mean, when I when we traded for him, I thought it was just going to be like Trey Burke was just very pesky tonight. Not that he really bodied anyone or anything like that, just fighting like hell over screens, um, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, the Mavericks aren't – they're just not aggressive on defense. Part of that is because of KP and that they want to funnel things towards him. But I, I think they need to be more aggressive. Like, basketball is – teams go on these runs, and it's all because of the three-pointer and also because of how skilled people are with, with you know, the ball and tacking to the rim. And the Mavericks, everything they do, you know, they don't force any turnovers. They don't really get a ton of blocks outside of KP. I, I wish they would be more aggressive because they, they pick up these crappy fouls anyways. They might as well get their money's worth, you know? Exactly. And that's what I appreciate about someone like Dylan Brooks. It's like he's so all over people all the time that it's almost like the refs can't call absolutely every time he fouls. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of, again, I, I thought Josh Richardson and uh, my friend was uh, – a heat fan and you know obviously we'd go back and forth but when we got him he's like I think he'll be like a perfect fit next to Luca because he was kind of saying that's exactly how he is usually he's like 
you know, even if they, the player would go um, close to half court, kind of pulling the ball back, he would kind of be up on him. And that's what I hope uh, he does in the future. And then, you know, I think, again, when it comes to the Pistons game, I mean, everyone just, Luca. It, it's crazy that he scored 39 because I didn't notice it. Like, yeah. I thought he maybe got 28, 30 because he was just kind of hitting a bit of everything. But it, it was, it, it, he's just amazing. And I think the third quarter was incredible. 23 points in the quarter. He, Steph looked like he was going to come out shooting, you know, fireballs from his hands. And Luca answered every shot and scored more. It was nuts. Yeah, he's just so fantastic. And, you know, there's some turnovers. Uh, he, he gets a little. You he know, does. Too, too creative, I think, as he ages and matures, uh, that kind of thing. And, you know, just frankly, having better teammates where you can't cheat off as much, I think, will help. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think really uh, I'm looking forward to next game, and I hope um, we can get out to a big lead early again. And I think the biggest takeaway that I think I've had from this game and especially following – the uh, wins against the Lakers is when we do have that energy and effort, there's going to be some nights where the shots don't fall like they were tonight. But at the same time, more than not, especially with someone like Luca, I really do think we have a shot against virtually anybody, maybe besides the Lakers, if they're healthy. Well, I mean, the range who was it? There's Marcos. There's a guy who follows me on Twitter who, who, basically made the statement of the Mavs are a high ceiling, low floor team, <laughs> which <laughs> made me laugh because it's like, there's just a, every possible range of outcome is there to where, you know, and, and that's what makes, you know, being a fan of this team, both like extremely frustrating, but also like really exhilarating. So I agree. Well, thanks for hanging out again, my man. All right. Appreciate you having me up as always. Sure thing. All right. Coming up next, we got Doug. Hey, Doug, how you doing? Doug, you there? Doug is there. He is audio. Hey, Kurt. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. You know, uh, one of the interesting things about tonight's game is that this is the first time, even in going back to when Trey Burke was at Michigan, that I can remember any impression about him on the defensive end of the court. Ever? And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it just absolutely. I mean. And and I don't expect now that he's going to be a defensive stopper and all that. I think he's going to go back probably and play pretty much as he has. But at least I guess it showed uh, probably even the most importantly himself that he can make a contribution without it being about making shots. And so I think that was that was it was great. And and obviously you know Steph you know in the flow of the game you know he still got his. I think he had 28 or 27 or something like that. But, uh, I, you know, it, it, it was one of those times where you're going, I, I was glad for him because, you know, he definitely, Burke was not doing anything as far as offense, but uh, he made a contribution. So that's a, that was a good thing. And it's, it's nice that we've had two sort of backbench relegated guys, first Dwight Powell in the second Lakers game, and now Burke here. And then I, I talked about this in the pod and wrote about this in my recap. Willie Colley Stein has also had a, a bit of a, a, a he, he's really figured some things out. I think, you know, figured out how to make his contributions. And these, these guys who, you know, the matter's probably assigned too much responsibility to, 
uh, in the rotation. But, you know, in falling out of favor and Rick's only playing seven and a half guys, yada, yada, yada. And to see them get a chance and then perform in a big way um, and, and matter to victories is is something that I really – I really enjoyed seeing just because it, it you know, it, it gives a lot of credence to to the fact that one of these guys are professionals and two that that Craw will despite kind of his reputation and really due to necessity, sometimes he'll just keep giving guys opportunities. And I'm I'm glad to see that that somebody like Burke who had really, you know, we had kind of exiled him, has you know, had a chance to do something. He it probably like this'll probably be his moment for the year, but I'm glad he had a moment. Absolutely. And, you know, and I did see your your uh, your recap of the game and uh, being a numbers nerd, I had looked looked up kind of in the in the box score. Willie Colley Stein's uh, plus minus was 40. Oh, it's a great box score. tonight. <laughs> I, I recommend everyone. I, I mean, that that I don't even know the last time I've seen anybody in above the 30s. So uh, that was just insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out, Doug. You bet. Thanks for having me up. All right. Coming up next, we got a ton of people who want to talk tonight. We have Lou. Lou, how you doing? Got to be uh, there with the audio. If you can talk, let me know. Maybe an unmute button. All right, Lou, try to come back up here in a bit. Uh, all, oh, all, all, no. There we go. No, no, there you go. You figured it out. How are we doing? Oh, perfect, man. Uh, I just want to ask you a quick question. Personally, I love these blowout games. I love when the Mavericks go up 50 and, you know, like against the Clippers, they went up 50 or they're up 30 at half because there's no – I'm not worried about them losing. These are the games Jim I love Jackson the most. called games. He's, he's been responsible for both of the huge blow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good point. So, I guess just my question is if, uh, if you love these games just as much as I do. I mean, this is the best sports experience I have as a fan. I prefer it <sighs> – it depends because these games are such a grind for me. I've watched I and that's and I love it. It's a it's a choice. But I've watched something like 145 straight Mavericks games. I haven't missed one in like a year and a half. Um, and so the the my when when they're close games, my like cortisol levels are off the charts and I can't go to sleep. When we're done talking, I'm gonna go to bed and feel great. So there's some level to that. But really watching. <laughs> Watching the, you know, getting to see everyone get a chance to play was kind of nice. Um, you know, like getting mad at Josh Green was something I haven't had the opportunity to do for a while. So that was, yeah. Fun. yeah. You know, it, it, just so getting to see the, the mix it up a little bit was nice. Yeah, definitely. For Mavericks fans, I mean, this is the only chance we're going to get to see our rookies play. So, ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really great. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thanks for coming on. All right. Coming up next, we got Xavier. How are we doing? What's up, Kurt? I'll be brief because I'm sure people in the chat are tired of hearing me. Oh no, time, you're our but... favorite. <laughs> Gonna have to but I'm like El Cuco. <laughs> I'm like El Cuco, man. I feed on misery and grief. So I went over to the Warriors locker room chat, and let me tell you, the vibes are dark in there, man. I might know... have to go join Sam, Sam Spendiari <laughs> yes. and Andy, our friends, and like everyone who thinks I'm a grumpy asshole. Those two have that market. Let me tell you, it's dark times over there. I don't know if you've ever been to someone's pet's funeral, but the vibes are really similar. It's just, it was, honestly, I loved it. I love every second of it. I didn't even say anything. I just took it all in like a fine wine. But, uh, you know, today I was 
you know, I was expecting us to show up, but just in case I ordered two dozen barbecue lemon pepper wings and I got to say, I got sauce all over my face like war paint, man. It was a great night and it was a great win. And I don't really want to talk any X's and O's. It's just Trey Burke played with energy and, uh, you know, it was a great win. But other than that, that's all I had, man. Just just enjoying the, the vibes, man. Outstanding. Yeah, the vibes, as, as, as the kids say, are immaculate. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Xavier. As always. All right. Uh, coming up next, we have Patrick. Patrick. Kirk. Man, 24 hours makes quite the it difference, does. right? It does. You know, we, you know, I, I spent a good chunk of last night mad online, which is my, you know, my, my go-to. Um, made a lot of people really mad last night. I wasn't even trying <laughs> to. Sometimes I try to, but, you know. But, hey, we're here, and uh, now after – you know, really a, a night or a day of, oh, no, are they going to fall to the to the play? And now I feel good about their playoff chances again. <laughs> yeah, I think as Doug said, too, I mean, when you look at the box score and, you know, Willie Colley signed plus 41, that's a pretty good sign. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, I mean, here we are, 10 games left. So, I mean, what is your kind of realistic expectations there's too many back-to-backs left for me to feel anything other than like mildly uncomfortable um because how they how they figure that out uh, you know is is gonna be very important because as we've seen when they try to play these games you know gaming you know and hoping it just hasn't worked out for them all year long um and and i'm not really sure what the the you know they'll probably play 500 basketball and that's going to be good enough because now that they've got a little bit of a lead, but it, these games all look easy on paper and then they're not. I mean, watch what happened to Boston tonight. Boston got beat by a team that is trying to lose games. So you just never really know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I feel good right up until I don't. Um, the, the Wizards game is probably the one that worries me the most in, in the short term, just because they're so, so good. Um, it, it, you know, Russell Westbrook is just a, he's a force of nature more than he is anything else. And, and Beal is obviously out of his mind. So, you know, that's just kind of. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, five and five would be pretty, pretty to be expected. One last thing. Boban, flagrant two foul. Let's go. Yeah. I felt (laughs) he was even, he's like me, like, like you're throwing me out of the game. Like that was, I mean, that's, that's some letter of the law stuff. And you could even tell like, like Ed Malloy, um, was was you know he's like I have to do this kind of thing. It was very disappointing. Uh, speaking of Ed Moy, someone in the Mavs Moneyball chat pointed out that him and Porzingis were chatting after the games and and you know talking about how to part your hair a particular way, which I've just been thinking about it for like a half hour. It made me laugh really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Oh, uh, you got anything Boban. else for us, my guy? No, like I said, it just Boban just seems to be bigger every time I see him. Like when he put his hand on his back, like it literally took up the guy's whole back. <laughs> Like, man's a freak, but yeah, hopefully we can ride on these good vibes and finish out strong. I agree. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. All right, coming up next, we got Jesse. Jesse, it's been a while. What's going on, dude? Hey, Kirk, how's it going? Sorry, I've been uh, busy for a while, but uh, great, great win. Um, Really appreciate everything. Lately, since um, we've been using more um, screen to pick and roll actions, like with with uh, Dwight and 
uh, Willie Colley Stein. I think it's really unlocked the offense a little bit as far as the shooting goes. And Dorian Finney-Smith, since that um, Utah win where he had his career game, he's been 44.2% from three. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I just really like what he's been doing. Um, and when he's playing well and, and Powell is contributing, I feel like that just sort of gets the whole mood of the entire team on a different level um, and really adds that energy into into the – you know, maybe not just the starting lineup, but like in the game in general. So I really like that. I mean, Luca, I think with this game, if he can maintain, really solidified himself as as a uh, first team All NBA player. I think there was some question marks there if he was going to make it, but um, you know, the fact that we're in the standings above Damian Lillard and Steph, I think, makes it. Uh, a little bit more palatable for the rest of the NBA to accept that Luke is just better. And, um, you know, maybe that's a hot take, but uh, what do you think about that? Do you think that, you know, if we can maintain those standings that he'll maintain in that first team all NBA? It's going to be preferential at that point. <clears throat> I think Dame has an inside track because the media voters who, who vote on these things like him. He is a, He's just like he's the candidate who works the who who works the refs the best. He's he's very good at this sort of stuff. Um, Curry, I think, is is going to fade despite some of this. So it'll it'll really come down to to Dame uh, Luca and then who's the fourth? What's wrong with me? I'm tired. Who's the fourth guard? That it could Ooh, be? Oh, um, Bradley Beal. Yeah, Bradley Beal. Beal. So if the Wizards really make a push for it, then he's going to have a strong case too. And at that point. It just strikes me as the sort of thing of of not maybe Luca being old news that that may sound a little ridiculous, but it's just that that's just that's where my head is at the moment. I I but you know first or second team like you're splitting hairs. He's gonna be right. like the, there there were points this year where I didn't know if he was gonna make the team, and he's just been so good. So I was clearly wrong there. Yeah, I mean at the, this home stretch, it's really about Ken Carlisle balance the whole rest versus I'm I'm now starting to see like Jamal Murray and some of these other guys go down. I'm a little bit more like, Hey, let's just get Luca and KP into the off season healthy, honestly. Cause like this season is just wild. So sure. I'm not, I'm not so frustrated anymore about these sort of either scheduled losses or low energy games. Cause I'd rather them do that than push it. But it is promising. I think that, um, you know, going forward, if we can just hold on uh, and maybe the Lakers slip up a little bit, I'd really, really like to see that Denver first round. Um, if we can get there, then then I think we have a chance to make it to the second round. But I don't know, um, man. Denver's been crushing people. There's something like 17 and four since the All Star break. Yeah, but with Murray down, I think we have a chance. Um, but the the other takeaway from this game, and then I'll get off here, but um, is that we're now uh, we have the the tiebreaker on Denver, Golden State, Memphis, um, and uh, the Lakers. So that really helps us in the final stretch of the seating. So that's a good I'm, stat. I like that. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy about that. So uh, I'll uh, step down, but I really appreciate it. Sure thing, man. All right, uh, I got a few more people. Um... We have Paymon, who has adopted my senior photo from how many years? 18 years ago that I posted on Twitter today. It's his profile photo, and 
man, seeing those two pictures side to side, I have seen some shit. Um, how you doing, my man? I'm doing, I'm doing great. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, anytime the Mavs played it with effort and energy, you know, you know, I gotta, I gotta be, uh, I gotta post uh, cowboy Kurt as my, uh, as my profile picture. So we'll, we'll see how long this lasts. It kind of creeps me out having us both up here, but you know, we'll see how long we can take this. Yeah. I, I used to wear Wranglers back in the day, cowboy boots, all that stuff. Then I moved to the West coast. So, you know, um, I, I just like seeing them play harder. I also like seeing just, there's, there's a lot of discussion about this, but it's, it's, it's hitting shots. It's just comes and goes with this team, like nobody's business. And I'm just, I'm pleased. I, I, it's nice to get a blowout win. Um, the, the gentleman who came up here earlier who asked me if I like blowout wins, the more I think about his question, the more I do, yes, I prefer them. But we just don't get that many. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think uh, I think you just you see what a difference it makes when these guys come out and play with uh, energy in the first. I mean, uh, I mean, hey, it, I guess it's something to be said. You know, we get pissed off about when, when we drop these games against easy teams. But, you know, it's never good to peak early. So, you know, maybe the Mavs, you know, um, you know, this, you know, losing to these teams lights a fire under their ass. And, and, you know, they see the difference it makes when you just come out, play hard, try to win that first quarter. And man, JJ Redick, what I will say, this guy, this guy is a way better passer than like, uh, than I, than I anticipated him being um, on the Mavs. I mean, this guy's pretty impressive. You know, when he gets the ball from Luca or whoever of making that hockey assist or just that next pass, the guy's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's such a skilled player. He had to, he, he you know, I, I've watched him since he was at Duke because he and I are the same age. And the the things that he had to improve to become a viable NBA player, he really has made a just a full career out of harnessing all of his talent. He's obviously, you know, a, a top tier 1A shooter. But his move, his ball movement and movement without the ball and just maximizing what, you know, it's like his skills leverage off one another. Because he's such a good shooter, he it, it terrifies defenses. Therefore, he cuts and runs harder. Therefore, his pass fakes work better. And all these things like play and, and rhythm. And not enough basketball players do that these days because everybody's about sizing things up. He just makes a decision and goes. And that there's just a lot of value of that in the Mavericks offense because you know when when the ball is is moving the ball is really moving and then when the ball is not moving it's like it sticks in everybody's hands just a little too long. Right. I I mean I think it was one play you saw where like uh, you know he had a pretty good look for a three and then he just kind of uh, you know passed it to Brunson in the corner for that three. It's kind of those type of things you know when you got guys like that on the Mavs that draw that much attention. It just like opens up the game. It's like, uh, you know, it's like almost like how basketball is supposed to go. So, I mean, I'm on cloud nine. I mean, I'm, on, I'm, listen, I'm, uh, the vibes are great. Maybe not as great as uh, Xavier with the barbecue sauce on his face right now. But man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fantastic right now for, for this win. I can't, I mean, I think we're really in a good place going into the playoffs. If we can keep this kind of thing, you know, maybe, you know, it takes some of these games where you get your, when you get your, your ass whooped by a team like Sacramento, but, I think if this first quarter thing, if this energy, if this is something you could take away from the game, I mean, um, you know, my expectations for the Mavs, I don't know about a lot of the people in this chat. I don't see them winning a championship this year, just putting that out there. But <laughs> I love to see I, – let me yeah, – I, mean, I could get some flag for that. But I, I'd love to see this stuff, man. You love to no, see this insane. team. Yeah, this is, this is the kind of stuff um, you want to see. Yeah, no, I'm very, I'm very pleased with it all. But all it takes is one uh, loss to Detroit on Thursday for us to be freaking out in here. Uh, but thank, thank you for hanging out as always, my guy.
Hey, All one right. last thing. We we gotta get we gotta we gotta find Boban. We gotta get this guy out the league. This guy's a hazard. You know, we, <laughs> we... <laughs> poor guy. It's like he knew he did something wrong too. Because he's down there, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for decapitating you. It's great. Yeah, great ejecting Bob, ejecting Boban from my game. That's got to be a nice feeling, isn't it? But yeah, I know. Right, it feels bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming up next is Jason. How you doing, Jason? I'm okay. All I'm going to say, I'm happy that everyone's happy. All I'm going to say that don't get too high, don't get too low. This team is angling to the playoffs. They're going to fuck up a couple of these games. They're going to lose to Detroit, probably. They're probably going to lose to, like, I don't know, the the Withers or the Pelicans or, like, one of these shitty teams in the West. Like, I accept it's going to happen. So just don't freak out too much about last night. Don't be too happy about tonight. The Mavs shot 50% from three. That's kind of what happened here. So it's like, yeah, I mean, there's not really a takeaway. Be happy, guys, but don't be too happy. Don't be too happy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too happy because I won't go to bed till like you know two or two thirty in the morning, and then I gotta wake up at like seven again. All but right, um, this is no, I'm this sure. is fun. I, I mean, I would. I'm I'm up late anyways. We got a couple of posts coming tomorrow. Um, uh, Jordan Brades, who, if you guys follow, look at anybody's last names, it's uh, Doug's son, who uh, who who comes up here on stage a lot. He writes for Mavs Moneyball. Um, has a good post coming out tomorrow. I'm debating on whether I want to write the numbers post because no one signed up for it. I have a staff of 20 people. And like, by this point in the season, everybody just like kind of <laughs> is ready for the playoffs like everyone else. Um, but yeah, this has been, uh, this has been fun. Um, does anybody else want to come up and chat? All right, guys, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm gonna, you know, um, go to bed. So we'll be back here. Let's see here if there are any announcements. Oh, I'm doing – I actually got a locker room to uh, host my show on Friday at, at uh, 12.30 Central Time for the lunchtime show. So just uh, put that in mind if you uh, want to you know, hang out during the day because we end up uh, talking shopping here. All right, guys. We will uh, talk to you guys later. If you could do me a favor and uh, subscribe to the podcast, do that sort of thing, even if you uh, already heard us in here. Uh, you know, give us a rating, subscribe, download, that sort of thing always helps me out. And uh, I will talk to you guys after the Pistons game on Thursday. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. (laughs) Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.